Hello and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith, and today I am back chatting with my colleague, Jake. So, hello, Jake. Hi, Keith. So, today we're going to do a really quick podcast episode and discuss the topic of do you need a guide to do Everest Base Camp? Now, if somebody had asked me that question um, a week ago, and they went on the web our website a week ago, the answer would have been, no, you don't need a guide to do Everest Base Camp. But that's changed, Jake, isn't it? It has changed. And yeah, I do remember speaking about this with you in one of the other podcasts, and we were debating, uh, you know, group travel and going on your own and, and, you know, and having a guide actually got discussed within that about whether you should go with a, with a guide. And obviously, we provided options for the fact that you, you could go trekking in Nepal, completely solo uh and then perhaps why you why you wouldn't necessarily want to but but yeah that's all that's all changed now so yeah so as of april the 1st 2023 you can now no longer go trekking in nepal without a either a local guide or a porter with you so the nepalese government have introduced um new regulations in the national park so it's not just for everest base camp it's for the annapurna region it's also for anywhere in the Cumber where you're walking through a national park gate where you need a permit, you are now going to have to go with a guide. Now, what are your thoughts on that originally, Jake? Well, I suppose I'm in two minds about it, really. Um, overwhelmingly, I did think it was a good thing. So my overall view was that I was I was fully on board with that, um, you know, mainly because that's something that we've always done. We've always used guides. We've always, uh, you know, we are a guiding company. Um, so it is something that that we clearly believe in for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, there's a bit of assurance that you're going to get to, you know, all the places that you want to. Um, you know, there's there's a bit of safety. Um, but also, I think that by using local guides and and going with anybody like that, you're just going to learn so much more. You're going to see so much more. You're going to get to experience the country through the eyes of of a local um and when you trek on your own although you'll make those connections along the way um you might just miss out on a couple of things that you know forgivably you wouldn't know were there yeah i think you know let's make this clear you know you don't need to book we'd love you to book with the bucket list company um you know you don't need to book with an english provider you can still make your way out to nepal and find yourself a local trekking company over there to go with. Um, obviously, you know, the, the chances are you're going to land in Kathmandu, you're going to head to Thamel, and you're going to be bombarded with all of the, well, I'd hate to think how many hundreds of different trekking companies there are in, in Thamel. Um, well, we, we, we get it even now all the time. You know, you and I will be walking through uh walking through Kathmandu yeah we'll take up take a walk out from our hotel and uh and you know even now we'll get people coming up to us as we're walking through the streets asking if we want a trekking guide to go to uh Everest or to go to Island Peak or whatever it is um 
you know, and we'll, we'll we'll play along with it for a little bit, and then when we tell them that we are trekking guides, then they you know they they quickly disappear. <laughs> but but yeah, we we do. I mean, I, I always find it really funny how they know um, whether you've been trekking or not, because when you first land in Kathmandu, you get do you want a, do you want a trek? Do you want some activities? When you get back from your trek and you are walking through Kathmandu, you then get offered massages. So they seem to <laughs> yeah. like really understand really quickly those people who have, whether it's the suntan, whether it's the way you're walking, I'm not, I'm not sure, but they certainly do know very quickly um, who's done what. So, I mean, you know, you can go out, you can choose um, a trekking company to go with when you get out there, you can find one. I mean, you know, but like, you know, how do you choose one? How do you go out there and, and go, well, I'm going to go with you guys. Like you've got no idea who you're going with i mean we've already been you know on all of our trips we've been through that painful process of using different providers and then finding the one that we use now that we're super happy with and we use the same one over and over and over again um we've almost taken that that challenge out for people really haven't we yeah 100 percent. and and there is such a thing as having too much choice you know when you're out there you have so much choice um but until you get out there it's really difficult looking from the uk or wherever you might be trying to get a sense of what it's like and looking into all of these different uh providers and what they're offering and you know actually until you get out there you don't really know how much 10 rupees is going to get you or a thousand rupees like it doesn't really make sense um so you can either put that off until you get into country and hope that you find somebody or hope that you find somebody who, who who's going to do the good job um, or you take a punt. But it yeah, it can be a really difficult process. And, you know, I think we have done pretty well. There wasn't too much of a trial and error phase for us. We, you know, did a bit of research and we are we were, you know, we did try a couple of different groups, but yeah, who we've got now, we know that they're reliable, not only when it all goes really, really well, but also they've been tested when things might not have gone so well and they're reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing as well is, is, you know, walking with a group of other people sometimes is actually quite nice when you're on a, on a long trek, you know, we're lucky that our, local guides in Nepal all speak very very good English you know we can communicate with them they can communicate with us like we you know we laugh we joke we have banter with them they have banter with us and you know sometimes you know you see people you know I've met people in tea houses uh, on the trail who you know they kind of get taken to the tea house that evening they don't then see their guide then again until the following morning and then they're just by themselves for the whole time that they're in the tea house to to sort themselves out and you know with group travel and going away with the group you don't get that element either do you no i think you get the you get the option um i'm always a big fan of having a few options to choose from and i think when you when you go traveling with a group one of the advantages is if you do fancy sitting around and playing cards with people, chatting, socialising, um, you know, even running questions by people of, oh, what are you taking in your day pack today? Or what are you doing? You know, you've got that option. You also have the option of if you want to remove yourself and go and get a bit more rest. Um, if you just fancy having a quiet half an hour, you can do that. But but the choice is yours. But I also think as well that, you know, there are some Nepalese guides out there who are brilliant guides, but their English 
is not the best either. And if you're on a one-to-one with them for 13 days, you know, that could be a little bit of a struggle as well, I think. It can be, yeah. I mean, they are lovely and they do make an effort, but I suppose how many times do you want to go, hello, how are you? (laughs) And then that's the end of your conversation for another couple of hours until it's, hello, how are you again? Um, But yeah, that's that's what I say. We go through and we have a look and all of our guides speak English, all of our guides, um, you know, have have, have worked their way up and, and, you know, the people that we, we trust in those in those situations so yeah i think uh, part of me does think it's a shame you know that they've they've introduced this because you know there are some people out there that want to go out do it on their own carry their own stuff i mean obviously you can still carry your own stuff if you want to um but i just feel it's taken that it's taken that trip away from those people by them now having to almost i think organize it you know they wanted to organize everything themselves they wanted to do everything themselves they wanted that you know i don't know where i'm staying tonight i'm going to turn up at namche and find a bed in a in a tea house where you know whereas we know exactly where we're staying all our beds are booked already you know everything's organized you know there are some people out there that want to pack a bag and go walk in the trail and not not have anything planned that's now been taken away from them in effect and i kind of understand why the nepalese government have done it they're saying it's from a safety perspective part of me wonders if it's a little bit for employment as well in terms of you know that they're going to be employing more guides people are going to be spending more money in the economy etc um i think you know if you are on your own and you know you go to bed at night and you suddenly start feeling really bad how do you get evacuated off the mountain how do you get evacuated off how do you sort all that out if you haven't got anyone there to to if you're unsupported so i kind of get it from a safety aspect as well they're saying it's all from a safety aspect i think part of it is from a an economy employment perspective as well but you know obviously like we said it doesn't really affect us in terms of how we run our trips because we've always used local guides and local providers. So it makes no difference to us. The only people it does really make a difference to are those people who have Everest base camp on their bucket list in, or Annapurna circuit trek or any of the other, you know, Gokyo lakes, any of the treks that go through a a Nepalese national park, you know, now they are going to have to be escorted either by a porter or a guide. Yeah, no, exactly. What you, what you just said was were all of the thoughts that I had when I first heard about it. <clears throat> you know, I think, I think on on the one hand, it's going to boost the economy. It's going to employ more people. That money is going to be going directly back into those communities and those families. And you know, after a tough couple of years with COVID and a, you know the the earthquake um, twenty fifteen that some places are still recovering from. Uh, that is much needed but yeah on the other hand although it doesn't have a direct impact on us there will be a few people out there who maybe do the pct or the appalachian trail uh you know hiking around mont blanc and they'll do all of those long distance hikes unsupported on their own and i think 
yeah, they'll be the people who who are affected. Um, safety massively came into it. You know, whose responsibility is that if you're hiking alone in a pool and you you get ill and you get sick or or something happens? You know, is it if you're staying in a tea house? Is it their responsibility? You know, is it your responsibility? I think now that you have to have a guide, there's a little bit of a of a safety net. Um, but it will be interesting to see how it how it plays out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a real interesting one. And obviously, like I said, it has it has no effect on us apart from maybe there are a few people now who were anticipating going and doing it on their own. And now they're going to have to book through an organization. So, you know, in some respects, it's it's good for us. Um, mm. But then I also do wonder then whether or not you know, there's that part that goes, well, actually, those people who want to do it on their own, are they then not going to bother doing it anymore because they don't want to do it with somebody else? Are they going to go somewhere else in the world and do something where they can be solo, unsupported and, and do it their own way? I think it would be a real shame if if anyone, you know, was thinking of doing it on their own and unsupported. I think it would be a real shame not to do it at all because you know there's so much that you would miss out on it's an incredible country it's an incredible part of the world it's beautiful for hiking um so i would still recommend getting out and doing it but for some people having that that freedom to be totally alone in places like that will outweigh it um but like you said at the beginning although we are a a, a guided company and you you can go with a group there's nothing stopping them from just employing one more guide uh you know and just them being them and a guide and the two of them trekking through. So that might be the compromise for for those. Yeah, I think that's it. So guys, so that basically brings you up to speed on um, what happened within the last week or so with the announcement from the Nepalese government that you know you can no longer trek in Nepal uh, unsupported, that you do need to have a guide there. Obviously, we've got all of our treks in Nepal. They are supported by, as well as us, leading the trips we've also got our local team there as well so we kind of tick all the boxes so if you are thinking of everest base camp the annapurna circuit gokio lakes any of the treks in nepal then head over to our website and, and have a look and i'll put a link to the website and i'll put a link to all of those trips into the show notes um like i said it was only going to be a short episode this week because we just wanted to quickly cover off that topic and um we're recording this episode the week that we are heading to the National Outdoor Exhibition in Birmingham at the NEC. So we'll be up there and we've got a stand up there this weekend, um, which is March the 17th, 16th, 17th. So we'll be up there. So if you are listening to this on no more, is it the 16th, 17th? 17th, eight, no, 18th, 19th, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 18th, so we're 19th. traveling up on the 17th, and then it's the 18th, 19th. That's right. So we'll be heading up on, so we'll be there on the 18th, 19th. The show is on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so if you are listening to this before that, and you're quite close to Birmingham, and you've got a bit of a loose end, then both Jake and I and a few of the other leader team will be up at the show happy to chat to you not only about everest base camp but all of our other trips as well so we will be about so anyway thanks ever so much for tuning in this week 
um, and having a listen. It's been quite a short one, but you can go and listen to another podcast now or carry on with your day. Um, And we will be back to have a chat next week. So until then, thanks very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.